This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, Check hey, us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. podcast uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. hey. Welcome. Hey everybody! Hey, how's everybody doing? We good. We good out here. Yep. Welcome yeah. to the All Love No Fear podcast. Word, word, word. Shout the big to, bird. Shout out to the people on Spotify. Shout, shout out, out to the people, people on, on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Yes. Uh, Google iHeart. Play Podcast, iHeart, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, Himalayas, all the places where people listen, or on our website, or on the website. Word to Big Bird. That's the place where you can listen to. So shout out to everybody on there. Shout out to people going to work. Coming from work, whatever. Unemployed, you know, whatever. <laughs> listen, listen. Thank you so much for everybody. We will um, not be classist here. I appreciate everybody who supports. We are episode nineteen. Word episode nineteen. 19. Wow, it's 19 crazy. Episodes. It's crazy. We got to do something for a special with twenty five, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't for know sure. What we're gonna do with something special with twenty five. I don't know. Something Give us special. some ideas. Email us. Give us yeah, some ideas. Let us know what we should do. Yeah, because yeah, um, we don't know. But yeah, um, thank you so much for so much of the support, the feedback. Um, we've been just grinding, trying to stay as consistent as possible. Word to Big Bird. To get it together. So um, once again, if you have any topics or any suggestions, email or questions us, or, or anything. Questions, um, email us at alllovenofearpcast at gmail.com. We out here. Let us know what you feel, how you feel, what's going on. Word to Big Bird. Word to Big Bird. So how was your week? What's going on? Um, it was all right. Um, I had a, it was, it was okay. It was okay. okay. It was like the week before was kind of crazy. So this week was good. Yeah. This week I'm not, la- I'm not jet lagged anymore. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I think last week, last week was crazy. We had like a, um, a woman's conference that I had to plan oh. and that was good last over last week. So this week was kind of the more chill version. Okay. All right. <laughs> it it's lit. So it was, it's cool. I'm glad it was more chill. Okay, I like it. I like it. Chill is good. Chill is good. Yeah. Um, I was able to try my concoction of banana pudding and cheesecake together, <laughs> and let me tell you guys, it's lit. All right, That's y'all should get into it. Okay. Magnolia banana pudding with the cheesecake, um, and it works with any cheesecake really. Uh, you can try it with a more tart tasting cheesecake if you're into cheesecake, um, like the Cheesecake Factory brand, um. If you like it a little more sweet, um, uh, Magnolia has a great cheesecake situation going on. Or you could go get that Nasty Juniors if that's what floats your boat. Um, But otherwise, you know, great experience. Definitely very decadent. Would not recommend if you're, like, interested in, like, living or, you know, being healthy. But, um, (laughs) I mean, listen, I took, like, two bites and was like, this is really good. But also, this is compromising my health. But, I mean, I feel like it was worth it. But, you know, it's definitely not like a, you know, this is something that 
people should do like on a regular basis this is like a every now and again you take like a couple like spoonfuls and then you put the spoon back and maybe come back again like you know let's not it's definitely not a one sitting kind of kind of situation would not recommend that would not yeah i don't i don't i don't know if um i want to die no 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 definitely not definitely not that's <laughs> not that's 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 a that's a va- valid trade-off yeah 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 for sure for sure that's really really valid what you're saying really valid <laughs> um but i just want to let people know that i tried it and it was good so you know yeah i feel yeah. pretty good about myself okay i i feel judged by you no no Come you're on. a liar Come on. Liar. Liar. It's whatever, though. There's somebody out there that supports me. I support you. Not with what I just said, though. Because I don't... Once again, I'm not a dessert person, so... <sighs> so lame. You're not... You're not really... I'm not... How did I... How did I marry a not dessert person? I have questions. I don't understand. You're I got fine. You're, you're fine. No, I am. I just want to know, like, how how we ended up together when you do not share the same love for dessert that I do. I feel as if there's mad other factors. Right. But I feel <laughs> like relationships make up other than the passion desire for I hear what you're dessert. saying. I hear what you're saying. But I just feel like we're not equally yoked on that like part <laughs> of, of life and you know it concerns me. That's that's a checkbox you you're gonna okay. You know Well I mean fine. I obviously wasn't thinking about it before. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> But now I'm a little like, yo, he really is not featuring dessert. And okay. it's, it's a little, that's, that's fine. It's a little hurtful. Um, but I'm going to move on. Okay. I'm going to move on from that. We're going to move forward to the positive. Like, we're doing great. Yes, we are. We're, we're in love. Yes. We have a beautiful family. We're just, we're just doing great. I'm just going to focus on those how things. Do don't sound like you're trying to convince yourself. <laughs> how, about, how about that? Let's <laughs> not try to sound like you're trying to convince yourself and just, you know. Listen, listen. I mean, this this non-dessert thing is a really hard pill to swallow. I'm really just working through it, and I'm just trying to focus on the positive. Please, pull, pull it together. So uh, it is pulled. Okay. It is pulled. It is pulled. It is together. Word. For sure. For sure. 100%. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. C- continue. All right. So, um, let's move <laughs> on. Mark is in his feelings. It's going to be a long ride home. Um, no, it's not. I'm joking. It's all jokes. None of this is serious. We're fine. Like, for real, for real. Um... <laughs> Uh, moving on to our love it or lose it. So I don't know what made me think about this, but I was sitting around thinking what would be a nice, challenging love it or lose it. And so, um, I kept thinking, I kept thinking, I kept thinking, and I finally arrived at black comedians. Okay. Because I feel like black people are very, very particular about their comedians. They're very vocal about who they like, who they don't like. Um, whose specials they'll watch, who they'll go pay money to see. So, um, this might not be as hard as you think. I, I can't think of a lot of black comedians that I would be like, yes. So, okay, it, it might not be as hard as you think it is. Well, this list is hard for me. Okay. Um, yeah. So, black comedian, love it or lose it. Okay. The options are Dave Chappelle. Okay. Chris Rock. Okay. Eddie Murphy. Okay. Paul Mooney. Yeah, it's not as hard as you think it is. Okay, it's hard for me. <laughs> it's hard for me. Because I, I personally happen to enjoy all four. No, I, I do enjoy all four. So I, I, I'm not going to think I don't enjoy all four. Love it or lose it, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. The fact that you're willing... Listen, you don't <laughs> like dessert. And then the fact that you're willing to just toss the national treasure that is Paul Mooney. No, no. Like Once that again, is stressful to me. I like Paul Mooney. 
I will watch his specials. Out of those four, Paul Mooney. But like, yeah. I just, I feel like I wanted you to deliberate about that a little bit more, and you're just no. no yep. Out of those four, Dave Chappelle, greatest of all time. He the goat. Eddie, Eddie Murphy, one of the greatest of all time. You Chris rank Rock. Eddie. You rank uh, Dave above Eddie. If we're ranking comedians, I I, I go back and forth. Okay. I go back and forth. Okay. Like, if, I, if I'm talking about Dave Chappelle in his prime and Eddie in his prime, I I go back and forth. Okay. We'll pick one. And, but even Chris Rock, I go back and forth. So okay. It's like, all three in, like, in their prime, like, their best special for all three. Mm-hmm. It's hard to choose. I, I can kind of put those three on a rotation at all times and be good. Yeah. 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 I don't know if Paul Moody's best special lines up. Okay. Okay. That's that's valid. <laughs> I don't um, know because like they, I feel as if um, all three of them can attack more topics. Okay, they, I feel like their range is better. Okay, okay. Um, this is hard for me because I actually really like all four of them. Like I have definitely, I like Paul Mooney is like a, a comedian that's not for everybody. Everybody is not into Paul Mooney. I'm I'm personally into Paul Mooney and his his biting comedy. Like it's very like dry and like a little painful but still hilarious at the same time. And I just think back to like when he was on the Chappelle show and he was uh Negro Damas. Yeah. Like those episodes like take me out because Paul no. Mooney is like the most dead deadpan <laughs> just like just nothing that's in the I, face. That's what I said like he, he's comedian. Funny, but compared to those those four I don't. I don't know if I'm putting Paul Mooney up there. Right. Um. I guess if I have to make a choice here for lose it, um. As much as I was flabbergasted that you didn't um deliberate over this, um. I've deliberated all day because I've had all day to think about this, and I lean towards Paul Mooney as well for my lose it, and I feel terrible about it because I feel like Paul Mooney, um, kind of along with Richard Pryor and some others of his heyday, really laid the foundation for they, they, they the Chappelle's and the Chris Rocks Correct. and the Eddie Murphy's. And so I feel like I'm almost being irreverent and disrespectful by saying Paul Mooney. But if I had to had to choose of these three, who I'd w- who of these four, I'm sorry, who I would want to listen to for the rest of my life and have nothing, nobody else, I would I would have to say Mr. Mooney. Would have to go, especially when you bring up the point about specials. I'm like, yeah, the the other three definitely have more like impactful specials, in my opinion. And I want to talk about what you said. Um, You said because they laid the foundation. I think that a lot of times for people who laid the foundation, I think we can respect that they laid the foundation. But that, but I think they laid the foundation to train people to become better. Okay, that's I, that's valid. And the same thing goes along with hip hop too, mm-hmm. because like we're we're very quick to put the per- certain people who are older mm-hmm. and who laid the foundation, mm-hmm. and we feel disrespectful to put them at a lower rank than a lot of some of the newer people, right? Or someone who's newer because mm-hmm. we're like they laid the foundation for them, right? But just because they laid the foundation or people took influences from them, doesn't mean that they that those people couldn't take that and make it better. Okay, that's, that's not what that means. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. Um, I, I think um, I remember listening to the podcast, and they were going between the um, podcast, Joe Budden. Okay, and they were because talk- when you're here, the podcast is this one. Great, you're right. Okay, I was like, who, who, what, what did we say? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. And um, they were talking about Rakim. Okay, and they were like, if you, so like Rakim laid the foundation for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 
But just because you put somebody above them that who took influences from them mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the person who took influences from I think they because I think some, they said they put DMX over Rockham. Okay, I think I did hear that podcast. Yeah. I did. Yeah, and and I and there were like and people were like felt crazy about it because like Rakim laid the foundation for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that people can't take what was done before, mm-hmm. make it better, and 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 go go hard. It's like Big Daddy right. Kane. Big Daddy Kane laid a foundation for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He made they made laid a foundation for a lot of people in terms of hip hop, mm. but that doesn't mean that people can't take those influences and make it better. Right. That that they can't be higher on the list. Okay, I think you can you can you can both appreciate what the person has done for laying that foundation, but also understood like I'm gonna They're, take I'm gonna take what they did and, and I'm, I'm gonna try to make try to make it better with okay. it. Okay, all right, that's a valid point. So I I, I think so I think it's okay. I think you can both appreciate Paul Mooney and understand that someone took the foundation that you laid and made it better. Forgive me, Paul Mooney. Um, don't be upset with me. Also. <laughs> The reason I feel bad about about saying lose it to Paul Mooney is because in the last couple of years, it's become obvious to people who are fans of his and who are watching him that he's not all the way there mentally. And I was reading um, something recently where one of his I think his daughter was saying that, you know, he's exhibiting the first signs of dementia, Mm -hmm. but whoever's managing him is still like forcing him to go not forcing him, but like. Um, booking him to go on the road and you know it's not what he should be doing at this point in his life because it'll be like he'll be forgetting like parts of his set and stuff like yeah. that and it's like and, and people are like it's gonna, it's gonna ruin his legacy it's gonna ruin his legacy and, yeah. and tarnish what you know he's all about because I think when that man was in his prime he was he was and I think still is hilarious but you know I in light of the fact that his legacy is kind of being tarnished by you know people being greedy and you know eating off of him and just you know doing what's in their best interest rather than what's in his best what's in his best interest um i i do feel even more bad about cutting him but you know but actually speaking of dmx they did it to dmx too child if y'all don't leave dmx alone because like as soon as he because he would go through mad enough go go to rehab rehab, get his life together and as soon as he comes out they're like, oh, let's hook him from a show. Let's put him around the same people he's been with before and go no, back into it. I'm like, no. I'm like, but his health is more important. But they're like, no, we're going to mark him for this. We're going to put up, put him in the studio. We're going to put him on road. We're going to put him in, put him on um, on tour. And he, he 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 shouldn't be doing that. He should take care of his health first. Right. And that's why I was a little nervous, too, honestly, when Remy Ma came out of jail. Because I was like, Remy Ma ain't been outside in seven years. Um, I don't know how this is going to go with her being outside again, yeah. doing all these tours and this, like, I felt like it was a little bit much like early on. And thankfully she's been able to like yeah, I, I think flip it in a way where it's been a really positive, like, ex- like comeback for her. Pat Boost and Fat Joe, I think kind of. Yeah. Cause I was a little out. nervous when they was like, Oh, and Remy's out of jail. And like the first day, like literally she was out of jail and maybe like a week later she was like at a show. So I was like, yeah, I don't think this is soon. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she need to like, you know, adjust to like outside life and you know whatever whatever. But, you know, when when people are depending on you to feed eat. to eat basically, yeah. um, you know, that will kind of supersede what may be in your best interest, which is garbage, but yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so what about you love it? See, that's that's I he. So like when when you, when you were saying the names, I was like I have to like put on everything they've done. Mm-hmm. So not only 
specials, mm-hmm. um, just different shows they've done, mm-hmm. movies they've done, mm-hmm. and like and how funny they are in those movies and stuff like that. Also, I kind of, I kind of, okay. I kind of put that all together. Okay, I like the structure you're bringing to this. I appreciate that. Yeah, so I, I kind of have to like, all right, who has better movies? Mm-hmm. Like well, who plays better in the movie? Not who has better, but who plays better in the movies? Right. Mm-hmm. Who's funnier in those movies? Mm-hmm. Um, who their style of comedy? Mm-hmm. Um, their like how they put together jokes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and everything like that. Like mm-hmm. um, and in even their longevity, like like their their run, the mm-hmm. run the run of how they had right and. Uh, if I put that all together, I think my love it is Dave Chappelle. Okay, doesn't shock me. I know, but like I, I, I did have to think about it though. Mm-hmm. Like, put put that all together because like, because Dave Chappelle had a great run. Mm-hmm. Um, bef- bef- so before the Chappelle show, he had mm-hmm. good, he was he was funny, mm-hmm. and he and he was and he was one of the more intelligent comedians in how he put together jokes mm-hmm. during. During the Chappelle show, he was still funny. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, Chappelle show how, like... how he put together those shows. Mm-hmm. How he put together. I, I know he had a team. Yeah. And everything, but a lot, of, a lot of stuff he put together was good for there. Mm-hmm. And even after the Chappelle show, he was still funny. Right. And like, and and even like, and he's he's the comedian's favorite comedian. Yeah. Just like how like Jay Z's the rapper's favorite rapper. Some of them. Most most of the rappers, yeah, like they 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 respect Jay Z, mm-hmm. like a lot a lot of a lot more, um, whether it's corporate or like public, they they less respect him, right? But most most of the actual rappers <laughs> respect, like respect him as a rapper. Yeah. Okay, so like, I think Jay Z block Jay Z block. That's fine. <laughs> Mark stands. Um, but I, I I think Chappelle is like like all all comedians kind of hail Chappelle as one mm-hmm. of the best. Because just because of how he puts things together, right? Like, I remember the joke he did in his last special where he was like, he said the punchline. He's like, "I'm gonna put this inside there," mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he said the whole thing. We all knew what the punchline was, and it was still hilarious when mm-hmm. he did it. So I, I think like he, he had like it's. I think it's everything how he puts it together. Like, and I think close to A and to B is Chris Rock and and Eddie and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they both, um, they're, they're, they're the way they do the comedy is just it's just intelligent. The only reason why I um, it it wasn't Eddie Murphy because he stopped doing stand up for a while. Mm-hmm. And when his next special, I guess he might go back up again. Right. But because he hasn't done it in a while, it's hard for me to gauge. Okay. Um. I don't know how he is now because Dave Chappelle is still funny now. Right. And he has a special coming up now. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's why. That's why it's different. Yeah. Like, for me, I think when I was thinking about this, Eddie Murphy was the number one to me. Because Raw and Delirious, they came out when I was, like, a a toddler. And I have laughed my head off watching both of them several times. Yeah. But then when you threw in the movies part, I was like, because um, <laughs> speaking of Chris, Chris Rock got great movies right I'm Chris like, Rock has great movies he does like so I had to like reevaluate my whole situation because I'm like I think Eddie's hilarious like in you know Boomerang which we've talked about here before um, in I thought he was masterful in Dreamgirls and he wasn't even being funny he was, a re- he was acting yeah. uh, and he should have gotten his Oscar but then it's like 
he makes like Norbit. Yeah. And I'm just like, my guy, what, it, what, <laughs> come on. Like you are better than this, Eddie Murphy. Norbit. You are a hundred percent better Haunted than this. Haunted house. Haunted. Like just yeah. all types yeah. of like just garbage. I'm like, my guy, what is this? Please. Yeah. But he, he was good in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, he was good in Beverly Hills Cop. Um, he's really good at yeah but the ones that have been bad have been really bad really bad yeah and it's just like well i don't what's the career direction you're trying to like (laughs) seek out here because i i'm confused good sir like this dolomite that he has coming out like the preview for it i'm like this could be good or this could be like a hot stinking mess and so i'm a little bit stressed out um because I was thinking about it strictly from, like, how funny I think they are in terms of, like, their content that I've watched. Um, so, if we put, if you throw our movies in the mix, then I can't give it to Eddie. But I respect Eddie. Um, I think I may have to say Chris Rock. Which I'm not mad at. Because Chris um, Rock has good movies. Chris Rock has he, great movies. And, and he's hilarious in movies. And he and he's hilarious in the movies. And his stand-up comedy to me is funny. Funny. It's like it's 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 very not to say Dave Chappelle or anybody else doesn't do realistic comedy, but like the um Chris Rock be like giving like life lessons in these um in these uh every time. In these uh comedy specials. Like what was the one? Um Kill the Messenger, okay. where he was talking about black women dating and white men and, and black men dating and it was like i never thought about it before but he said something like black women can never go back or women in general can never go back once they've had exes like oh i'm i cannot that, that was before that one was that, that wasn't killed the messenger no, that was that was um never scared i think no you sure i think so because i feel like i remember watching it when i was in college and and kill the messenger came out when i was in college but i could be mad i could be wrong but like i enjoy chris rock um as a comedian, his stand-up is really, really funny to me. And I also enjoy his movies. Like, that top five movie I thought was great. I also liked, um, what was that other movie he did? Um, the I Think I Love My Wife. Like, yeah. just, you know. I, I, I think I think I like Dave Chappelle specials more. I like Chris Rock movies more. Okay. Yeah, because to me, Dave Chappelle doesn't do enough movies for me to have anything to say. And But I, I do think, in terms of, you know what? In terms of overall, like, comedic timing, Dave Chappelle is, is it. That's what I said. That man is that, so, his timing is amazing. That man is hilarious. It's like, impeccable. It's impeccable. If you've ever listened to the Rick Ross album, Lord, which one is it? Um, Rather You Than Me? And, no, that's Chris Rock talking. What album is it where um Dave Chappelle is talking? Somebody's album we listened to. You talking about the one, the Ti one, the Ti? Yes, song? the Ti. I was the like, t- what album is it? I'm the like, the Ti song. Yes, but I'm he's dope. like, mm-hmm. Like just listening to that man talk in the background is just the funniest. It makes that album so funny, and nothing about the songs on the album is funny, yeah. but just hearing Dave Chappelle talk in the background is just hilarity. And I've like, I've watched like you know, um, videos that people have recorded of him just like making slick comments like what was it was it the Def Jam 25 something he was just like making all types of like to the point him and D.L. Hughley were supposed to be doing something at this presentation and D.L. Hughley couldn't stop laughing at Dave yeah like he could not stop laughing like because yeah, Dave just kept going it was like bro relax yeah like he's he's hilarious and like even when like um like I, I I've seen many times videos where like he'll just be somewhere at a comedian and the doctor come on stage and he'll just do an hour set and just be talking yeah and like 
And like people can't really figure out if he's actually just it's off the top of his head or if he actually had a set. Right. And like people can never tell. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? Uh I think I'm gonna have to choose Dave Chappelle as my love it. Uh Chris Rock being like one B for me. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Eddie got to figure out what he's doing with his career because I feel like he's a legend, but he just keeps doing raggedy stuff. Movies. Um, movies. Um, I would also like to give uh, honorable mention to, um, who is it? I'm forgetting them right now. Paul Morning? Uh, no, there was another comedian that I want to add it, that I wanted to add in as my fifth man just to give an honorable mention. I'm trying to think of who it is. Is it newer or older? Um, kind of newer. Uh oh my goodness not um not Kevin Hart I mean I think Kevin I find Kevin Hart to be funny but I don't think his content is that diverse um he they, but that man makes money so let me not be a, a haterator or a hollerator in the dancery I don't I don't need to have like, I said on this thing that I think Kevin Hart is the Drake of comedy you've never said that but um because yeah I've, I I think Kevin Hart and Drake both are similar in their fields I don't disagree. I don't disagree I, I, with the I think argument. they're both safe. They're both... Um, they're both bankable. Both bankable. They're both safe. And I, I respect their hustle. They both hustle mm-hmm. and everything like that. But they're not both the best in their field. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, would, I would... Anybody who tries but, to say but that... They're the most bankable in their That field. Kevin Hart is the best in the, in the comedy field at this moment is nuts. But that man is working his behind off. He is hustling. I am not hating by any stretch of the imagination. Don't get me wrong. My honorable mention... Mentions were Cat Williams and Martin Lawrence. Cat Williams, that special where he had on the green leprechaun looking outfit, man, I still watch that thing to this day and cackle. Like, I haven't watched it a hundred times and haven't heard the jokes. Like, it's still funny to me. It's self esteem of your mother effing. How I feel, how I effing, how you feel about you, you sit. Like, it takes me every time. Yeah. Um, and then Martin run tell that. Anytime that comes on, I'm stopping and watching it again. Yeah, it's good. Run tell that's hilarious. And then even watching Bad Boy 1 and 2, and I heard they come in with a 3, yes, God, um, is hilarious. And you know who else I would like to add to my honorable mentions list? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. That man's timing is impeccable. I just don't know what he's doing with his life. Like, do you want to be a comedian? Do you want to be a singer? Do you want to be an actor? Like, which one are you doing? That's why they always go back between Jamie Foxx and um, Childish Gambino. Yeah, it's like they're both people who just do mad enough. It's just like just ugh, okay, all right. That's that's um, enough out of you. I I think one lover to lose it. it might not be next week, but one of the weeks. Shout out to Bernie Mac because that man was funny. Yeah, I I, I think I want to do like recent comedians. Okay, because there's a few recent comedians that I really like. Okay, we could do. Uh, there's, a, there's a few like newer comedians that I really like that I think they're. How we forget about Charlie Murphy, son? Charlie, yeah. Mur- Charlie, Charlie Murphy. Murphy was good. Charlie Murphy. Yeah. But yeah, there's a few of the newer comedians mm-hmm. who I think, and, and um, R.I.P. Patricia O'Neill also. Patricia yeah. O'Neill is hilarious mm-hmm. also. But um, there's a few of the newer comedians that I think are really um, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say newer, I don't mean like came out last year, but like within like the last few. You mean years. like uh, what's his name? Um, like Gerard Carmichael is funny to me. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, Michael Shea. Uh, Michael Shea is hilarious. You remember when we saw him at that uh. At that thing at Queens College when we went, I think we were going to see Aziz Ansari. Yeah, and I, Michael Shea opened up for him. Michael Shea. Michael Shea is hilarious. Um, I also like um, what's his name? Uh, Dion Cole. Yeah, Dion Cole's he, hilarious. He's funny. He's hilarious. To me. Like, so we, we could do one of those. Okay. And, and then, like, I think if, in terms of white comedians, I think ours is really Jimmy Gaffigan and John Oliver. Yo, those two are hilarious. Let me explain something to y'all. John Oliver. <laughs> 
That is literally the funniest comedy show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that dude was hilarious. And I did not expect it to be as funny as it was. Like, I went there thinking, because we saw both Jim Gaffin and Jim Gaffigan and John Oliver in the same year. And when I tell you John Oliver, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, I laughed at Jim Gaffigan, don't let me wrong. I laughed, like, but John, John Oliver, I just was like, I can't. I can't, he has to stop talking. Like, I couldn't stop laughing. I think I laughed the entire time from beginning to end. His, his, like, his timing is crazy. Also. His timing is crazy also. And I don't know if he, it's because he has a British accent. Like, just everything just sounds funnier. But, my God, hilarious. But you, you, he's hilarious because he's like, you could, you could hear his legit confusion on American stuff. Oh, yeah. Like that, I, <laughs> his, think, <laughs> I, think, I think that's what's funny. His, his legit, he, he's, he is legitimately confused that Americans do what the Americans do. He's like, what? Because <laughs> he makes you question, like, but why do you do this? Right, right. <laughs> he's like, but, but why do you do this? Why? <laughs> why? Please, please explain because it doesn't make any sense. But that was definitely, uh, yeah, one of the best comedy shows I've been to. It was just, it was, it was phenomenal and like because i've never seen seen him in that stand-up role before like i didn't know what to expect like i know of him from what was it the daily show yeah and um, then, and then, um and then the last show. week tonight or whatever it is so it's like you know i i, I wasn't expecting that another person who surprised me um comedic comedically comedically whoo, comedically was um conan o'brien um i've never watched his show before in my life i've never paid attention to anything he's done like i just know who he is but he was the commencement speaker at my sister's graduation like 100 years ago. Well, not 100 years ago, but a really long time ago. And that man had me cackling at that commencement. And yeah. I was like, yo, he might be funny for real, for real. Like, yeah. I never would have expected him to be that funny, but he's quite funny. I'm like, oh. Yeah, he, he, he's, he, certain times he is funny. Yeah. He is. He is. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised um, by him. Um, if you don't know by now, Mark and I really enjoy uh, comedy. Yeah, and, we, we go to a lot of comedies. And we, comedy we, specials. We, we, try, we watch comedies. I think that our first date, our first few dates, was just like go to dinner and come home and watch comedy specials. Yeah, I feel that like was, that's, that's that's what we did. That's what we did. We went, to, we, went to, we went to get food, we went to Barnes & Noble, and came home and watched comedy specials. Yep, that was that yeah. was the vibe for a little and while. That was, and that was the greatest dates ever. <laughs> greatest dates. Greatest dates. <laughs> greatest dates. Really, really very low cost. Really very efficient. Dinner, Everybody gets a kiki. Yes. Comedy specials. Food, books, and ha-has. It's a great time. <laughs> Food, books, and ha-has. Yeah. Great time. Can't complain. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you for coming to our TED Talk on Comedians. Um, That's fine. <laughs> no, it's not TED Talk. Okay, uh, so let's move on to topics, topics and stuff. So, um, this week we want to talk about millennials and self care. Um, and the reason this topic kind of came up, I was on the socials, um, one day, and I noticed like one of my old uh, advisors from college. Um, with, she did a conference for her staff, and it was focused on self-care. And the staff, she works at college, so the staff is mostly, like, young people. Um, not necessarily millennials, but what was the generation after us? Gener generation Z. Generation Z. So I was just like, and, and at my job, we do a conference every year as well. And for the last two years running, one of the themes that has come from the feedback is wanting to have more sessions about, self-care and doing stuff to like uh teach people how to 
do better at that. And so I was like, well, what's the self-care thing all about? Like, you know, how do you well, how do people define self-care? Like, what's the actual real definition for it? Because I've heard the term used before. I've probably used the term in speech before, but I've never really given much thought to like what that actually means. So I went and looked it up and, you know, I found all these different articles um, out there and about that talked about how millennials were the biggest uh, generation, I guess, to really like take on this concept of self-care and really spend like the time, the energy, the money, whatever it is to uh, fulfill whatever self-care looks like for them. Um, So I wanted to talk about it today because I feel like our generation is the most stressed generation or one of the most stressed generations since the Great Depression. Um, A lot of us um, are dealing with um, financial issues like debt, mostly like student debt. Honestly, that's the thing that's like crushing a lot of our generation. Um, you know, we're in a in a place we're just different. And so, you know, finding stable employment after graduating from college or just finding stable employment in a field that we feel passionate about and whatever the case is, is kind of challenging. Like a lot of us are just not okay in a lot of ways. And so um, the self-care industry, which I didn't even know was an industry until I started doing some more reading, be- be- before you finish. has really gotten a lot of play from our group. I just want to stick a pen because I, w- I know it's going to sound real crazy how it went off topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next generation, Generation Z, mm-hmm. what I don't understand is why they started with X because Z, what's going to have to happen with Z? Is it going back to A? Because that's weird. I, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Because if they, why do they start with X? If they start with like if they start with A, it would be easier. They, they would have they would have room. I don't know who's doing the lettering system. Over here. <laughs> I just don't know why this why we're at we're at Z now. So what's what's going to happen next? Is, I'm, I'm, let's find that out. I don't know. I don't know. What <laughs> but, is Avery? Is Avery a Generation Z? Let's look this up. Who's part of this? Because Generation Y, or which is the millennials, okay. is from eighty one to ninety five. Okay. So I assume I don't she might be after Z, which is I don't know. Who which that is, is we don't know who that is. We don't know who that is at all. Because it, I don't think it's it's not gonna be ninety five to twenty. That's that's a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are not the same uh yeah. the same people. So I, I assume it's ninety five to twenty ten. And then who's after twenty ten? All right, let me see. I'm trying to pull up a little Generation Z. I don't know. Going off topic for a second, but I, I, was yeah. just, I was just confused for a second. Yeah, I don't think they have a name yet. Okay, they don't have a name for them yet. I don't. I don't think so. All right. Um. So yeah. So this. Um. But this con- continue. Sorry. This situation. Um. With the whole self care thing, is really very interesting. And so I found this article, on the uh, Lord, what's it called? On the internets, uh, it was part of the Tufts Observer, Tufts like the university, and it talked about the self-care obsession. And basically, you know, in my mind, how I define self-care is, you know, doing things to kind of help me de-stress and to get back into a more positive like mind space. So, you know, meditation, doing something I enjoy, like, you know, reading or uh, sleeping or uh, getting my nails done or a massage. Like that's the type of stuff that I think of when I think of self-care. 
Um, and so I want to talk about it a little bit because um, this article kind of gave me some very uh, interesting perspectives that I hadn't thought of before. So um, I know you read the article too, Mark. What did you What did you think about that? Yeah, I, I think um, it goes off into, number one, how it became a crazy industry. And, like, there's so many businesses that I've seen open up with people talking about for self-care. Mm-hmm. And different ways they're doing it, and people are just making money off of nonsense. They're charging excessive, like you see celebrities ex- charging excessive amounts of money. Right, like for in the like, article they were talking about Gwyneth Paltrow, um, aka what's her Iron Iron Woman? Who is she from the Avengers? What was she? What was her character's name? Um, you know, I don't know. Peppa, that was her name in, yeah. in Avengers. Um, for people who don't know who Gwyneth Paltrow is, um, she has like this business called Goop. Where it's like this self care like uh, company, excuse me, that sells. Uh, the, its tagline is "Make Every Choice Count," and it sells beauty, fashion, and wellness products. Like uh, Jen, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop thing sells like seven hundred and fifty dollars like silk pajamas as like a self care thing. I'm like, um, I don't, nah, the Old Navy yeah. ones work too, sis. Yeah. That, that- People are profiting crazy off crazy self-care. off of self care, and I feel like with, and, be, and people are misconstruing what self care is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I and I and reading this article made me made me recognize that. Um, it seems like you know since Trump's um, election, uh, a lot of people have been looking for more outlets and avenues for self care um, activities. So they're doing like you know yoga, dance classes. Uh, Things that, you know, journaling, uh, traveling, whatever the case is to sort of find that balance. But um, what I found interesting in this article was how they talked about how this concept of self-care is very much classist. It's classist and how they do it. And also people trying to, like, look for ways to make it look fun. Right. Those are two things that, like, are kind of taking away from the self-care part. Right. Because self-care is not supposed to look fun. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not built to look fun. It's supposed right. to, to look like, but it's... If it it's, is somehow, fun so, inherently, then that's fine. Yeah, but like... It's, it's, somehow, it, it this um, obsession with um, documenting everything on Instagram mm-hmm. and going viral mm-hmm. has went hand-in-hand with the self-care thing and they clashed in a way they shouldn't have clashed. Mm-hmm. Because now, the time, the thing that you're supposed to use to de-stress yourself you're still stressing yourself out to make sure you get certain likes. Right. So it's like it's it's counterproductive right? because <laughs> you're trying to document it on Instagram to show that like, oh, look at me taking care of myself. Right. And But it's not. It's still affecting your emotional and um, health and your um, your right. social emotional health. Which is, which is like nuts to me. Yeah. Like I've never thought about any of this like this before. And I don't know if it's because like I'm just not on the socials like that. Like it never occurs to me to like take pictures of me getting a pedicure or me doing something that I consider to be self-care for myself. It never occurs to me to do that because I don't think anyone cares enough. Yeah, but it's, but, not, it's not for yourself anymore then. No, it's not. For, exactly. It's not for myself anymore. And so this idea that self-care has become this like thing for social media influencers and, 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 and different companies and entities to sort of 
profit from is like insane to me. I'm like, when did that start? Where did that come from? Like, how did people like how did people even look at this and say, oh, I see an opportunity to make a coin? Like, I am so people are always genuinely for, confused. People are always looking for opportunity to make a coin. Like, I'm just like they will, they will find a way. No, I know, but it's just like it's <laughs> nuts to me, and it 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 makes me a little sad because you know, like like the they, like the essential oils. People will be selling them oils. I can't, yo. Yo, why? No, for real. One of the real housewives of Potomac was selling them oil. Wellness centers. Wellness centers. Don't nobody know what they are. We don't know what they're doing <laughs> over there, but they What is it? What is it? Like once somebody can answer that for me, then we can we can really talk. But I don't know what they are. Like it just seems to hella sketchy when I try to figure when I try to do my Googles and find out what happens. No one can tell me and I don't really know how to feel about the fact that I don't know. I'm not like, going to journal at home. I'm going to journal at the center. I'm going to journal at the wellness center. For what? Eight, for $8 a month. Right. Go to your house, sis. <laughs> like, go to Starbucks. They're free. There are free locations to do this. Like, I don't, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not against taking, like, a personal retreat and just going somewhere and getting away from your everyday life. Like, yeah. I'm not opposed to going to some little spot up in the woods in the Poconos or Connecticut or something and just getting away from day-to-day life. Like, but I don't need you to, like, Instagram me to death with the fact that you're retreating. Girl, you still got your phone. <laughs> Like, I don't know how this is self-care if you still have this phone and you can be posting and doing lives and stuff. Like, I don't I don't understand. I'm thoroughly confused. Um, and, you know, people talk about how, you know, doing things like, you know, putting on my face mask and doing this and doing that. But it's like how that how that's uh, how that's Physical. helping them with self-care. But it's like, how is it how is doing stuff like that helping you with managing your emotions so that you don't get to a point that you feel like too overwhelmed to deal. And I think that kind of put into perspective for me, like what self-care is supposed to be about. Um, because I think, yeah, it's great to, you know, keep up with your personal maintenance and personal hygiene and all that jazz. But like, we shouldn't be conflating keeping up my personal appearance with, um, keeping up with my mental health and the appearance of that. And I think like that's what self-care sort of needs to be really focused on is is your mental health. Like it's like it's I get it that you know doing something like getting a massage or doing yoga or getting a manicure and pedicure or something like that, that can improve your mood, which does you know in some way inc- improve your like mental health. But like I I I think that self-care should be more focused. And this is my opinion. I'm not anybody's psychologist, doctor, any of those things. I do feel that self-care should be something that's more focused on helping you become more, um, more, more limber emotionally so that when, you know, things come up that are stressful or whatever the case is, you have the tools to handle them um, differently than you would had you not done whatever self-care to you know improve yourself stop trying to do self-care self-care you don't be doing nothing anyway but uh, what do you mean (laughs) go on expound you're trying to retreat from you do you're nothing you do anyway but right it's like fam fam you don't don't do much anyway you don't i i I don't know your life but it doesn't like the self-care makes more sense to people who who be who are overworked Mm -hmm. (laughs) for people who are stressed out and they just need a step away from it and to do it that way 
it is not an Instagram moment. It's just like I need to step away because I need to relax. Right. I need to step away from everything for a second and just breathe and everything from that in in that vein. Right. Self care is not. I don't really do it much, but let me just go do the self care real quick. Like, from especially the people who are who are like who are, they feel like their job is Instagram. Mm-hmm. Self care is stepping away from that. Right. <laughs> It's not right. still Instagramming because you're not right. you're still you're doing what you've been doing in the first place. Right, but their mentality <laughs> and the way their like mental health situation is set up, like they don't connect the dots on that. So yeah, they can't imagine doing something not for the book or for the gram. So yeah, it's good times. Yeah, um, I do think you know one of the things that the article brought up that was really interesting is how faddish um, the whole self care industry is. Like one minute it's like avocado toast and in Bikram yoga, and then once that dies out, we move on to something else. And it's so funny because I feel like I've seen that so much in the last couple of years. Like there was a point in time where everybody was like bum rushing Soul Cycle classes, like and Zumba, and like it's like I haven't heard like, about these things in a while. Like, like it's like things have a hard. cycle, and then people move on to like the next like self care thing. Everything. And it makes me wonder, like, what, what are you doing it for in the first place? Yeah, why? Or, like, what? Huh? I don't, it's crazy. And this is not to say that you can't, like, you know, change your mind or f- decide that something's not effective anymore and, like, change that. Like, I'm not saying that. But, like, the fact that it's become such a fad, like, especially, and for some reason, this millennial generation is very follow fashion monkey when it comes to fads. But the crazy part is this generation a lot of times thinks that they're not follow fashion monkey when it comes to fads. But like, if it, like we are. It's hilarious. Like we're all guilty of it. And everybody that thinks they're being quote unquote different is actually just following the other different people's fad. Like the different people aren't different. Like it's just a group of people who believe that about themselves. Like both groups stress me out. Both people who follow the fad. Both people, I guess, I'm the ones who are, who are anti-fad, I'm but are anti-fad. also like, or just doing it because it's anti-fad. Right. I'm just like, like, like oh those, my god. Both of y'all need to just shut this, up. This is a both of you are just, just stressful. Stressful. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it, the thing that's perplexing to me, I guess, is how much money we spend on these like self-care things and how we try to justify it to ourselves. Mind you, money is probably the biggest stressor a lot of us have and why we're like even feeling like we need to seek out self-care in the first place. But like the stuff that I see is like so overpriced, like, you know, $250 for like a, a meditation session. Sis, I can do that for the free free at the house. I can turn on some Anya and get my life. I don't have to give somebody $250, but like, what is what is the motivation that makes people feel like I can't do self-care if it's not expensive? And then to me, like, what kind of message to that does that send that's, to the person that can't afford that's a, a $250, like, meditation session? That's a capitalistic thing, though. That's a capitalistic thing people feel as if, if it doesn't cost anything, then it's not valuable. Right. That's the capitalistic thing of America. People feel as if it doesn't cost anything, it's not valuable. Which is which is insane because I'm like, that's the, 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 how much money you spent puts the value on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's like a thin line between, you know, caring about yourself and like I, I don't have a problem with someone saying, you know what, I'm overweight, you know, I'm at risk for certain diseases. My self care is for me to like try to try this diet plan, this Weight Watchers, whatever. Like I don't see anything inherently wrong with that. 
But like the way these like things are marketed to us, it's almost like if you're not doing this, you're not practicing self-care. You're neglecting yourself. You're letting yourself fall apart. And it's just like it's like you almost get guilted into spending money on quote unquote self-care. And it's like I've spent all this money. My mental health is still garbage. So like what's what, what what's what's the what's the midpoint here? How do we how do we come to a place where this makes sense? I, I think I think it also just plays into people just want to do things with their friends. Okay. That might play into it also. Yeah. And they just find things to do with their friends. Because like because I've seen a lot of things that people call it. I'm like, y'all could do this anywhere. Right. You could do this at. You right. could do this anytime. But yeah. I think you just want to do things with your friends out. Like, I, like, apparently. So, like, so I think that's, that, that kind of, cause I've seen a lot of times where people, like, things happen. I'm like, you can just YouTube and figure this out. You don't have to, you don't have to do this. Right. <laughs> but, um, but, like, I, I think a lot of times people just want to do activities with their friends. Right. Because I'm like, in this, I was reading this article and they were talking about self-care. I mean, um, brunch is self-care. I said. That's eating with my friends. It's, it's brunch. It's brunch. I literally just went to brunch with my peoples and we <laughs> ate. We socialized and we drank. And don't get me wrong. It was nice to go do something like that and not have to, like, think about anything, maybe, really. Maybe, maybe because these, these um, Generation Z people are so antisocial. They're just like, just go out and have fun with your friends. Yeah, maybe. just go, like, go places with your friends and, like, that, that's self-care. <laughs> I'm like... Maybe that's what it is. And again, brunch maybe, wasn't free. I paid money for that. Maybe, so I'm just like, maybe, again... Maybe just trying to reach the people who right. be anti-social. Right. Like, I didn't think of brunch, <laughs> going to brunch as self-care. It's just like, we do brunch every quarter. That's what we do. We get together. We catch up. We have some food. We have some adult beverages. And we go home. Like, yeah. I, I, I... It's... it's <laughs> you can be... If you want to talk about, like, hey, do, these are some things to be to be social. Right. Like, that. I'm like... Well, I, I, it's, I'm, a, it's a social activity. Right. It's a social activity. But I'm like... <laughs> I, I guess I can see how one would try to construe it as self care, but you, I'm just you kind can of like. You construe anything as self care. You, you can. You can. That's correct. This podcast is self care. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We could, we could, we could po- finagle this, that. This podcast is now. Yes, because it gives us the opportunity to get out of the house and come and just talk for a little while you know about what? whatever's on our mind. From the beginning of the, po- beginning of the podcast, we tell everybody. Please listen to this podcast. This is self care for yourself. Just, <laughs> to I listen can't. to our podcast. <laughs> to listen to the podcast. I feel like that's. Uh, Take time. Relax. And listen to our podcast for your self care. Okay, that's that's, that's fine. My, our tagline from now on. I Market. I feel like we should have a further marketing. <laughs> <laughs> marketing. I feel like we should have further discussion about this. But um, okay, let's let's not get Market. carried away here. Marketing, marketing. Yeah, I just I just think you know the fact that uh it's become like this kind of status symbol this classist status symbol uh, yeah. so, uh, that self-care has become is like what's made really the most troublesome to me um i guess what do you do for what do you consider that you do for self-care do you feel like you do anything for self-care um i think so let's i, I think because i also I, feel I like think, self-care and just relaxing are two separate things correct I, I think it depends on what do you think is the concern you have mm-hmm. I, I think that's what you have to understand Mm-hmm. Like what is what is um your ailments? Mm-hmm. I, I guess is the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my ailment uh, is just I, I need, need time to think and just relax. Okay, I, I, I think relaxing isn't um, by itself isn't self care, mm-hmm. but um, I think taking time to just think and decompress after the day sometimes, mm-hmm. and just sit and just have time to just 
think about what happened throughout the day or happened throughout the week mm-hmm. is like kind of how I um, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, like if you see me like um, playing games or watching random shows, I think it's just me like after I decompress to kind of like um, get my mind off of. <laughs> mm-hmm. After I've decompressed, let me just get my mind off of it so I can get so I get to the next thing I have to do. Mm-hmm. It's like a transition. Gotcha. To the next thing I have to do. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my regiment. Okay. That's kind of like what I do. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I have to really think about what my self-care is because I don't, I don't know if I willfully practice any, so to speak. Um, I, I guess if I had to think of something, but, and I don't even know if it really qualifies as self-care, is, you know, listening to, like, people talk. Like, listening to podcasts or, like... Uh-huh. See? It okay. makes sense. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do a, a lot of, like, listening to people talk, whether it's, like, on podcasts or, like, YouTube videos of people, like, reviewing shows I watch and stuff like that. Like, like, that's my... That's kind of my thing, um, sort of. But, like, I don't really feel like... I get into all the other, like, things that people consider self-care. Okay. I don't know if it's because I'm broke, but I shouldn't say I'm broke. Um, That's speaking negative energy into the atmosphere. Yeah, you're not broke. Um, God says that he provides exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. Yeah. So I will not use that negative language of broke. So pardon me. Um, Self-care. Um, <laughs> I think, you know... Not to get too like churchy or whatever, but um, I feel like prayer is great self care. <laughs> um, you know, because kind of getting some of those things off your chest and out of your head and into somebody else's, well, into God's hands is you know really effective for one's mental health situation, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's that's those are the things I can think of off the top of my head as that are like quote unquote self care. Um, I kind of like that I now have a clearer definition of what self-care is and isn't. So now I can just be like me getting a pedicure is just me getting a pedicure. So my toes don't look nuts. And I do need to get one of those, by the way, because this polish has been on for a little while. It still looks good, though. But, you know, time time for some new stuff. What color should I get? What do you think? It's self-care. Oh, my gosh. Pulled together. No? Okay. You're a hater. Um, Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts you have about this uh, self care situation? I don't know. Just um, please just don't stop following waves. Right. Get off Instagram. You, you remember when uh, the self care wave was red mango? Grossly overrated, by the way. Um, do they still have red mangoes? Are they still open? Red mango. It was cause it, w- it was frozen yogurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a big thing at one point. That was a self care vibe. Um. Avocado was a big thing. Yeah, the avocado toast, self-care vibe. Um, it's been a lot of things, and it's it's all just been stressful to, to watch. <laughs> and, like, I still can't get over the fact that avocado toast is a thing. I'm like, it, it's dead, like, bread and avocado spread on it. Like, but I will say is avocado... Um, on anything is on, just truly a delight. Avocado, I think I had egg avocado on... With with um whole wheat toast, mm-hmm. that was quite delightful and filling. I was good for like a while. 
Yeah, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I will say that. I've had avocado and egg with on toast, and I was full for a long time, so. So maybe maybe it was like a, a health, like, you know, fullness self, what, yeah. self-care for you? Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was a vibe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds like a good vibe. It's a lot of protein. And if it was some wheat bread or some bread yeah. with some, like, fiber. I think, I think when I went to the deli, like, they, they put, like, a whole avocado on that thing, but it was it was quite tasty. Okay. It, was like, it was like a half avocado and some eggs. I might have to give that a go. It's good. Yeah, that's, really that good. sounds lit. Um, but let's let's move on. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, you know, take care of yourself. Figure out what works for you. You ain't got to spend a bunch of money to do it. Um, and you know, we millennials. We ain't we ain't got it like that to be spending all that money. No, we do not. We got kids. Yes. They be costing money. Yes. It's a lot. Um, yes. Don't be, don't be irresponsible. Be smart with your resources and whatnot. Be smart. Be smart. Be smart. Be smart. Word. Um. So, what's next on our docket for today? Uh, um. Music spotlight. Whoop whoop whoop. Music spotlight. That will absolutely not be our intro to this going forward. Just so we're clear. No, we're not gonna do it. Like just okay. Let's go. No, I'm gonna vote hard. No. You, you can okay. You can you can shut it down. It's cool. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I mean, no. If if the pod is going to be alleged self care, then you know I don't want people to be like alarmed by your um, rendition <laughs> of whatever just happened there. Okay, uh, you know, just something for you to think about. Great. Um, whatever. So this week, I we wanted to highlight um, Vince Staples. Vince Staples. Um, he is from California. Compton. Compton, California. No, actually, no, North Long Beach, actually. Well, he was born in Compton. Oh, born in Compton, yeah. But, he's, but he's, he's, I guess he claims North Long Beach. Yeah. Um, we went to Long Beach when we were in California. I don't know where North is. We were just in Long Beach. Yes. Um, we're going to have to find out the T. Um, so he has, uh, he's been around for, I would say, what now, like, Five more, more since, than five years since, since 2008. Yeah, since 2008, he's been around. Um, people who the first time I ever saw him was in the movie Dope. Um, he was in that, so you might have um, recognized him from there. Um, he also put out an EP back in 2014, um, with the song Hands Up and Blue Suede. Um, he was also part of the Double XL 2015 freshman class. Um, He's released a few albums, I think three to be exact. The last one came out in November of last year. Yeah. Um, I actually first found out about him, I think, from a, a either a Breakfast Club or Everyday Struggle interview. He's actually quite hilarious. Yeah. He's, he's like, good. he is funny. He like, he has he, great he, timing. He, he needs a podcast. He needs a podcast. I would listen to it 100%. Yeah. But, like, I enjoy his music. Like, he he's he used to be, like, affiliated or, like, a close associate of the Odd Future people. Yeah. So, like, Tyler, the creator in them. Um, they make pretty interesting but good music. Like, it's like, oh, this isn't something I would ordinarily go for, but uh, this is actually kind of good. Um, so, yeah, um, Ben Staples' music is kind of similar to that, like, Earl Sweatshirt um, Tyler the Creator, uh, that vibe of Calif- weird California guy music. Because I don't know, I feel like California has like a pocket of guys that are just weird mm. and make weird music that doesn't sound like anything else that anybody <laughs> else in California is doing. Like Vince Staples is is that guy. But he, he he's good though. Yeah, um, he is a good. He I, I enjoy his music when he does put it out. 
Um, and he seems to make a lot of money from he, he, he has a from cra- doing it. Too. He has a crazy following. Yeah, like certain people just they just they just have their their core fan base. Yeah, and that's why like I don't understand why people always like get upset if um well no, two things I get up I get I wonder why people get so upset because like they're not widely known from everybody mm-hmm. number one yeah and I I wonder why people like try to talk bad about somebody just because you don't hear them on the radio or you don't right. see them certain I'm like right. you have no idea they by the core fan fan base yeah the core fan base is different yeah and sometimes your your core fan base like. The funny thing about um, I was told by J Cole. Mm. J Cole has a core fan base. It's just very large. Right. It's just a very large core fan base. Yeah. <laughs> and that core fan base is going to support whatever J Cole does, yeah. no matter what. He, he just has a very large. One. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? I think J Cole kind of built up. We didn't mean to start talking about J Cole. Yeah. Was, but J Cole kind of built up much. his following, like, because through the college scene. Yeah. And like the people that. Because basically, J. Cole and I were in college at the same time. Um, so I'm pretty sure J. Cole roamed around Hofstra at some point and maybe performed at a show, and I don't remember it. Yeah. But, um, you know, he built up a fan base of people from that era. And so those people have just kind of kept following him and bringing people along with him. Yeah. So, um, so Vince Staples, what I was saying, he has a very big, well, it's not, it's not very big, but he has, he has a strong. A strong, sizable Core, core that, fan base. So that, if, he, if he has a show, they go into it. Yes, absolutely. Because so, apparently his shows be full. Yeah, and he show, makes a coin. His from shows them. be full. He have a lot of people. And he right. makes coins from it. And he's affiliated. He's been affiliated with a lot of like things that have been money making. Um, his uh, one of his songs, "Bag Back," was on the trailer for Black Panther. Um, he's also been in um, advertising campaigns for Sprite. I think that's honestly where I saw him again after I saw the Dope movie. I was like, that's that guy from the Dope movie. And he was in Sprite. Um, if you saw the Old Town Road video, he was the guy that was telling um, Lil Nas X to get up off his car. Yeah. That was Vince Staples. Um, but yeah, like listening to him talk, you will get a good kiki. Um, he is hilarious. And I think he's quite talented. Um, he, Like I said, he released three albums. He released one in 2015, one in 2017, one last year, and one is due um this year um not sure when he plans to put that out but uh coming soon so get into vince staples check him out i think you'll enjoy his stuff i was i think i was dying laughing because like people were telling me that he should retire mm-hmm. so he put a gofundme saying if you give me two million dollars and go fund me did i retire <laughs> And I believe he meant that. He meant he's that like, with right, every fiber of his being. He's like, okay, you want me to retire? Pay me $2 million. I'll right, retire. like give me the coin, sis. Run the coin. And I guess he didn't get that much money. So he was like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm still I guess I'm still rapping then. I'm still out here then. I'm still out here in these streets. <laughs> that's it. He would go for me like, give me $2 million and I'll, I'll retire. I'm like, I don't feel like that's, okay, sir. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> but um, it's pretty good. You know, whatever. You do you, homie. You You do you. Yeah. So yeah, I I enjoy him personality wise and his music. So yeah, he he's one of the um younger acts who's very intelligent, very in tune yeah. with what's going on. Right. Like he talks about how he was like involved in gang life and stuff like that, but he's like, yo, I don't. I try to like teach kids not to get into that stuff. I, like he has like a program back in uh, California where he like tries to like mentor kids who are at risk of getting caught up in gang life to get them out of it yeah. and he also has said that he lives a straight edge lifestyle he doesn't drink he doesn't smoke he doesn't do any type of drugs like he's just he's like basically i go to my shows i do my shows and i go home yeah. i don't yeah i don't get involved in all of this uh 
other extra stuff that people get caught up in, which I think is very, you know, interesting for a guy who's only what, like 26, 26. The fact that he's so like he's already seen so much that makes him be like, oh, I don't want to be this person because like a lot of rappers his age are definitely and shoot older. Hello, future. Um, are doing the zannies and the and the and I sound really old saying zannies because you, you know you whatever, but that's what they be saying or what I think <laughs> they be saying. Um, they're doing the you know the 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 what's that stuff called the lean and the and the Xanax and the Percocets and all this other stuff that people are getting into and to see you know a guy who's sort of in the mix of that being like none of that is for me. I don't want any parts of that. That stuff is nuts. I don't know what people are doing. I think that's 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 admirable. It's a shame that like not doing drugs and being like coked out and like, you know, falling all over the place and looking crazy is to be celebrated. That should be the standard. But, you know, I appreciate the fact that he is um what, what, what so I, conscious about that. What I, what I got from him is he like he had to grow up fast. Because yeah. like number one, he had an album his first album was called Summertime O six. Mm-hmm. He was 12 in 06, so right. I don't know what so he's talking I'm like, about. Uh, what happened <laughs> in 06, homie? <laughs> he was 12, so I don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, and, like, he, they say his career started in 2008. Mm-hmm. And what was he, like, 16? Yeah. So it was like... So yeah, he's I, been I, around for a while. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, he just he had to grow up fast. Yeah, he's probably seen a lot, experienced a lot, probably tried some stuff and was like oh this is stupid he had, to, he had to grow up fast so like that's probably why he he moves different at 26 yeah he's like i'm a i'm he, an adult man he, he's two he's only 26 and he's already had 10 years of experience in music right so which it's, it's different yeah so I, I i completely agree i agree um so yeah check him out his stuff is lit yep He's, um, on, he's on the DSPs. On the, he's on the title. On they the should have never taught you about DSPs. No, nope, now you won't. I will say that. I, I, I will keep saying it. And it's it's just too much. <laughs> um, you know, whatever. Um, so, um, what else do we have on our agenda for today? So, new. Speaking of music, um, there's a lot of new music that has dropped, and I'm excited about it. Yes. So, Jadena put out an album, '85 to Africa. And uh, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I've made it about halfway through. I it's, enjoy it. It's really good. I guess we'll do a better breakdown next yeah. next week. Yeah. Right now, um, I think my favorite song is Susu. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll go back and listen to the whole thing and then you know have a formal. Yeah. But it does good. I, I I've the songs I listen to. I, I realize so eighty five to Africa. I realize is double entendre. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, eighty five goes to Atlanta. Uh huh. And to Africa, so like it's. I feel like a lot of the music is a combination of Atlanta trap beats and uh-huh. um, Afrobeat. Okay. Like it's like it's like a weird combination of those two. Uh huh. Um, also, he was born in 1985. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he he's right. He's like I think he moved to Africa. Yeah. Like so, yeah. I think that's also part of the um. Yeah. The concept of the title. Wordplay. Yeah. Because you know rappers. Yeah. So I I think that 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 kind of um played into it also, um. But yeah, it's it's I'm 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 all about Jadena. I think it's his first and his second like full length album. Yeah, yeah. I think he he released Boomerang. He like Boomerang and Boomerang yeah. is my jam. Yeah, can we go around, baby? Bang bang, Boomerang. It's a jam. Um. Yeah, but I I think that um. I think that um, it's a. 
It's a, it, it, it's a good album. I, I, I've heard I've heard a lot of songs. I mean, I I, I get to do a better deep dive into like a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. But like the ones I heard, like even the singles I heard previously, like mm-hmm. Tribe was good. Yeah, I like Tribe. Um, Sufi Woman is good. Yeah, I like that. So like I think um, if you if you don't if you have not gotten to Jadena, please get into it. Yeah, and I was watching his uh, Breakfast Club interview that he did. I guess either late last week or earlier this week, and um, it was really really insightful. It was really, really good. I enjoyed I enjoyed it, and I felt like, you know, it, it made me feel like I know him as an artist a little better, and uh, I kind of understand the direction of his music a little better. Because he said, you know, classic man, like, he really was with that, you know, aesthetic and doing all that, but, like, he realized that in some ways it kind of pigeonholed him. Yeah. And people kind of expected him to kind of be, like, one thing all the time. He was like, no. Because if you, if you follow Jadena or pay attention to Jadena, when Jadena first came out, he was giving us, like, the the well-tailored, like, suits that were, like, blue and pink and purple. Like, he was giving us, like, suits with the pocket watch and, the you know, all that stuff. And he had his hair, like, like it was like a curly comb to the side situation. Now he's doing more a more, like, semi semi-casual kind of look. Like, he's yeah, doing, like... B- between that, like, around the time when he released... Um um, what's that one called? Jeef. Uh-huh. Um, he was doing a lot more, wearing more um, traditional African wear. Right, he was doing a lot of traditional, uh, traditional yeah. African clothes. Yeah, around so that time. I so think like, he's so been... he, went, he went from the suits to traditional African wear, but now he's more casual. Now he's more casual. Like, yeah. he's wearing, like, you know, I saw a, a, a thing on his Instagram. I think he was wearing, like, a like a tank top. I was yeah. like, Janana has regular clothes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, he has regular clothes? Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. he's he's got, like, this, like, tattoo on his arm. And he was explaining that um, the tattoo was, um, uh, he was looking for, he was it was something to do with language. And he was looking for language that was, like, in existence before hieroglyphics. And so he, find, he found this language that was uh, indigenous to Nigeria and I can't say the name of it because I would be li- I would be saying it completely wrong. And so he has that language, like the 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 symbols from it, like all over his like, because the tattoo is like from like his pectoral all the way down his arm on one side. And so he was saying like the pectoral and the upper part of the arm is all that um, indigenous that language from um, Nigeria. And then um, the other part, like his arm, he said he the has sleeve. Like a sleeve. Yeah. Um, is like a Polynesian thing because he grew, like he grew up in that area or went to school in that area in California where like all the Tongans and Hawaiians and Samoans and stuff like that live. So he was like, you know, it's kind of like an honoring of the two parts of my life that have kind of uh, shaped who I am as a person. So it was just interesting listening to him talk about his views on like polyamory and all this stuff. So it all kind of ties into like the music that he's made, like. Bambi is like about that whole polyamorous like you know situation. So it was just a really really interesting interview. Um, but yeah, I'm I I'm excited to go and actually like have the time to listen to the whole album. Yeah. Um, Snoop also put an album out. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to that yet. Um, can't wait to see what's on there. I think I heard one song. Yeah, there's a Snoop and Slick Rick song. Yes, I think that's the song I heard. Yeah. Um, and I liked it. So I, I'm always down with Snoop. I enjoy Slick Rick. Slick Rick is one of my, excuse yeah, me, my low-key faves. Snoop is always cool with me. Yeah. so I'm, 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 I'm always down with Snoop album. Snoop album. Can't wait to get into that. I'm ready. Um, Missy Elliott put an album, well, an, an album, an EP. 
she tricked me. She hasn't put out an album in 14 years and then gave me a five-song EP. Um, the last two songs were basically the same song, one with instrumentals, one a cappella. Both beautiful. M- M- Melissa can sing now, okay? She be rapping, but she can also sing. So, like, I feel like the the EP was like a little, like, you know, like a little, a little appetizer situation. I'm like, this is super cool, but you can't be gone for this long and then give me an appetizer. I need more. So, hopefully, she's she has more. Like, she, there's no way she doesn't have, like, mountains of music recorded somewhere. <laughs> so, like, I just need her to, you know, just give me, like, a full album situation. But, excuse me. I appreciate the fact that even though she hasn't released an album in 14 years, she has somehow managed to remain like in the stratosphere. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like every couple of years she'll put out a jam, will bop and then she'll be like, all right girls, but that's enough of that. Um, obviously she's not doing this for the money. She's, she's obviously not pressed. Uh, she puts things out when she feels like it and yeah. I'm cool. I enjoyed the, the five, the, the five song EP though. It was really, really cool. I, yeah. I hope she gives me more. And then the other two people, well, there's more than two, but a few um, other ones, but Jeezy put out an album. That was good. It was very Jeezy. I, I heard, like, I, I got into it a little bit. I'm going to get into it more. I guess we'll talk about it more next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. Like, there's there's a song with, um, Rick Ross had a song with him and Jeezy. There's another song with Jeezy and Rick Ross. Oh, okay. On his, on his album, too. Okay. Interesting. So it was it was cool. Um, they had the song with Jeezy and um, Meek Mill. That single, mm-hmm. that song was on there too. Mm-hmm. What was it like MLK Boulevard? Okay, that was on there too. But it, it was good. It sounds it sounds very Jeezy like. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what I expect from a Jeezy album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Rhapsody. Okay, Rhapsody album Eve, fantastic. Um, it's also it's downloaded. Fa- I haven't listened to it yet, but it's on the. Agenda. I definitely listened to it. It was very good. Um, the song titles for her album are all f- um, famous black people. So you have like Michelle, you have Nina, you have Ser- um, Serena, yeah, you have Aaliyah, <laughs> um, you have like like a lot of different um, names. You have Oprah. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of different um, names of famous black people um, that for each title, and I guess it goes around the theme of that person for each mm-hmm. one. Um, it looks really interesting. I can't yeah. wait to listen. There's a song with um, Queen Latifah, which is phenomenal. Yeah, it's called Hat Hat Hat. It's named after an Egyptian like queen or something like that. Yeah, I don't know how to say the name. Um, Hat Shep Hat. Hat I gotta Shep- say it. I was trying to figure out too. Um, I don't but, know how to say it, but yeah, I'm messing that up. I'm sure I should probably get on the on the Googles just, and just and, and and look and figure out how to say. It. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna say it right next time. Hat Shepherd. Sure, sounds Hat sounds Shepherd. good. I should, like that. Okay. But anyway, sure. um, th- it's a song with um, Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah's out here rapping, which I appreciate. I love Queen Latifah. Like yeah, Queen she Latifah, is it, just ugh. So it, underrated. It, it's really good. It's a very good verse. Um, J Cole's on the album. J Cole has one of the, a very good verse. Is Rhapsody Dreamville? No. Okay. She's not. She's no. Rock Nation. Yes. Okay. Yes, she is. I don't know. I you know what? Because I think she's like either from North Carolina. She's from North Carolina. Okay, that's why I thought she was Dreamville. She's from North Carolina. But, okay. Um, North Carolina got like they're coming up in like in terms of rap states. Mm-hmm. North Carolina's up there. I mean, Petey Pablo put you girls on the map. Yeah, put some respect on his name. Like North Carolina's North up. Carolina, come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Yeah, North Carolina's up there because you have J Cole, you have Rhapsody, you have Little Brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're from North Carolina. I didn't know that. I believe so. Okay, I don't think I'm making it up. 
Okay. Little Did Brother also released an um, album. Yes, also. but people are not happy about it because apparently Ninth Wonder is not on it. But Ninth Wonder ain't been in the group in like 12 years. Like, what? <laughs> I, like I don't... Like, I looked up when he left the group. I was like, oh, well, he was never going to be on the out. Like, he ain't been in the group since 2007. Like, he's he's living his best life over there. He doesn't care about any little album that these Ninth Wonder dudes is doing. I mean, that these Little Brother dudes is doing. Yeah, they're from Durham, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, and I think Ninth Wonder, um, I think Ninth Wonder is the person who signed Rhapsody. Oh, interesting. I think Ninth Wonder is the person who like kind of put Rhapsody on, kind of to try, oh. kind of her, her mentor. I didn't know that. I think she, I think, I'm, I, I wanted, yes, Ninth Wonder is the person who's like her, her mentor. Oh. And kind of put a, that, that's so, that's also interesting. Okay, interesting. So it's, it's that North Carolina, I guess. Situation. Okay. Yeah, because he's from North Carolina also. Good. As I said, North Carolina oh. is up there in terms of like rap states. All right, sounds lit. But yeah, like that album is great. If you not heard, if you have not heard the album, listen to "Eve" by Rhapsody. Yes, we played you Rhapsody's music from her Layla's Wisdom album. Yeah, back in what episode two, three, one of the early ones. So y'all know who she is. Get but into it's good. her. And okay. Any other album that you wanna? Um, that I wanted to highlight. highlight or I'm interested in listening to. I know I want to listen to the Raphael Sadiq. I, I got to get into that one. Okay. Uh, ooh, yeah, let me put that on my... St. John also uh, has an album that I'm interested in checking out. I never really got into St. John yet. I no, I, I enjoy what he get, what he does. I enjoy it very much. Uh, g Easy also put an album out. B-Sides. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what's on my agenda. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a lot of music came out in the last two weeks. I'm trying to get into. Mm-hmm. Obi Trice came out last week. I'm like, who has time to be keeping up with all this stuff? Obi Trice. So okay, I didn't know Obi Trice was still making music. So I just learned some new, yeah, new ish today. So like, there's a lot of music I gotta get into. We're gonna try to run through all this stuff next week because <laughs> there's a lot of music we're gonna get into, and then we'll try to highlight all this stuff if we can. Word. 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 So um. Speaking of music, um, Nipsey Hussle, um, before his death, was apparently in um, talks with Puma to do some type of collaboration with some shoes. So um, this week, um, his sister and um, his girl, uh, Lauren London, um, posted on their social medias that a... um, the the shoes or the collection that they were working on is going to be released... um, coming soon i think they said september if i'm not mistaken okay yes uh september 5th is when the um collection would be released um they're gonna donate 100 percent of the proceeds uh will go to the neighborhood nip foundation which i think okay. is great that's why i was like so what's gonna happen with the money yeah <laughs> that's why i was kind of going well, okay so what's gonna happen with the money <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool cool awesome yeah and it seems like uh, they plan to um, continue collaborations in his name, like with his family. Um, like they're not going to stop doing what they were doing simply because he's passed away. So, you know, that's a good thing. I'm, I'm excited to see um, what uh, what the product will look like. Word. I'm sure it's going to be OD expensive, so I'm not even going to trick myself into thinking that I'm buying any because that's just <laughs> stupid. Not but, too no, I'm just because, you know, it it. Because he's passed away, 
I'm sure the markup is now like ridiculous. Like yeah. it was when he was alive, his stuff was a little on the on the high side. Now yeah. that he's not, it's probably marked up crazy. Marked up crazy. So you know, I'm I'm gonna support and you know, you know, give kudos from over here with my wallet closed. That's my plan. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm I, I'm excited to see what the stuff looks like. I don't think there's been any like visuals out anywhere. At least not that I've seen. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen any of it. So it'll be exciting to see. Um, moving on to like you know movie, TV, pop culture type stuff. So there's a new Matrix movie coming out, allegedly. Um, and apparently Keanu Reeves, um, who's the lady that did uh, Trinity? Um, Carrie Moss are on board to be a part of the movie. Um, who else did they say is going to be? Um, Lana Wachowski, who's you know one of the people that was directing. The movie is also slated to come back. I feel like I saw something where they were saying, um, hold on, who was it that they were saying was going to come into the movies? Uh, somebody, I forget who. Um, you talking about like actor? Yeah, there's an act. Somebody they were saying they, that is rumored to be joining the movie, but I can't think of who. Somebody that wasn't part of it before, because I don't think Lawrence Fishburne is coming back. So somebody I saw like a, a story somewhere about. Somebody they were rumoring to be the new Morpheus, but I can't. The new Morpheus? Mm-hmm. People are not going to like that. Yeah, because to date, Lawrence Fishburne is not. Um, they, need, they need to just not have Morpheus. Like, you know who it was? I think I found it. Um, the rumor is Michael B. Jordan, which I don't want to see. Let me tell you something right now. Like, like Michael they, B. Jordan they, they, as, they, as Morpheus. They need to just not have Morpheus. Y'all need y'all need to leave me just, alone. Just be like Morpheus died in an accident. <laughs> not died in an accident. <laughs> I can't. Like, oh, she got died in an accident. Like, not the do accident. Not, just don't have him, don't have him in the movie. Not the accident. Or or make or make it a prequel before Morpheus around. Something. So, something. I don't know. I don't know what to do, but do not just just leave him out because people are not going to work it out. People are not going to accept somebody else as Morpheus. Right, Neil. Uh, Neil coming like this, but who are you though? Like, <laughs> we don't know you, sir. We don't know you. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, let me not be a liar and say that he's going to be Morpheus, but like he might be in the movie. He might be in the movie. Maybe not as Morpheus. Like, let me, they, 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 they introduce a new character, which is fine. Right, but I'm not interested in him being Morpheus. Yeah, so, so let's let's not do that, guys. Um, no one wants it, and by no one I mean me mostly. Um, I don't. Yeah, want I was never. No to the thing. So I guess in the words of. Joe Budden more will be revealed, but I'm excited about a new Matrix movie. Um, so this week, uh, Pose ended. The season finale of the show came on, and it was so good. Oh, my gosh. I love that show so much. I think it got renewed for a season three, so I'm, like, perched and ready for it to begin. But Pose is so good. Like, they touched on so many things this season. They touched on, you know, finding out that you're HIV positive after you tested negative three times. Like just, just the trauma of that experience. It touched on, you know, people, the the progression of the disease. It touched on, you know, I really like how these last couple of episodes touched on how um, all of Blanca's children, like that we saw from first season, you know, 
uh, uh, Angel and Poppy and them growing up and doing their own thing. And now, you know, Damon's like choreographing on tour across the world. Like, it's just like it was such a great feel good moment. Um, there was a scene when um, Blanca got up and she was performing in the ballroom. And I was like, ah, I got real emotional. The show's really good. Um, I hope I didn't spoil it for anybody, but you should have watched it by now. Um, really, really good show. I enjoy it. Can't wait to see what they do. Ryan Murphy, not for nothing, makes some good shows. Because I, I didn't realize Ryan Murphy also did Nip Tuck. And Nip Tuck used to be my ish back in the day. Okay? That show was nuts. One of the greatest shows on television. And they just I think they just canceled it. And I don't even know what happened. It's crazy. Um, I watch a lot of TV. That's one of my mm, self-care things, maybe. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I'm using it right now. I got to reconsider. But um, Queen Sugar was also really, really good. This week, um, Nova is starting to be redeemed. She's still garbage. She still needs to be fought. She's not absolved from what she did. Somebody needs to put their hands on her. But um, that's that's going really well, too. I think it has three more episodes left. So I'm I'm like, oh, my gosh, my show is ending. But then Greenleaf is coming back. So, like, my own, like, fix will be, like, set up. You know what I mean? Um, Sunday Best um, is coming to an end. I think the finale um, is coming uh, this week so we'll see who won um so the last three contestants were tiffany melvin and joshua um tiffany like i don't know what the song choices were but like that chicken sing and i definitely thought she'd be one of the final two but then like she wasn't because like the song choices were not great to me and i don't feel like they did a great job at, at um what's the word I'm looking for? Highlighting her voice. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. Cause like the last two weeks has been a little lackluster with her. And I'm like, is this intentional? Is this like just TV production? Cause like Sunday best is like a TV production. I don't care what they try to tell y'all about ministry and blah, blah, blah. It's TV. Um, <laughs> it's, these are the facts. Um, but, um, it's still orchestrated. It's, it's still, still orchestrated. Planned. And it was so funny when they announced that they were sending forward Melvin and Joshua. That lady waved and walked away. Kirk Franklin turned back to be like, let's give it up for our sister Tiffany. And Tiffany was nowhere to be found. I was like, oh, did nobody tell her to stay on stage? She just walked off. It was hilarious. It was a really, really awkward moment, but also very funny to me because I find things like that to be funny. Um, so I can't I'm interested to see who's going to win. I'm personally voting for Melvin because I think he's the better uh, vocal talent of the group. But uh, of the two of them, but Joshua's cool too. I wouldn't be mad if Joshua won. Um, I just I'm like, when y'all gonna get a female winner? Because I feel like the last two or three winners have been men. I'm like, okay, like can we get a female winner though? Like, would that be would that be a thing that y'all could do? Um, you know, church people be hyping men. They sure do, and I'm just like, church oh, people hype men singers like crazy. Like for real, it's it's ridiculous. I'm like, okay, because I feel the last two seasons of Sunday Best at least have been a male winner. It was that Dathan guy. It was that uh, George, was it George Greg something, something with a G, a heavy set guy, and what is it with the heavy set guys too? Can, can we can we have we might have to have a conversation about like why men singers be put on mat easily? No, seriously. Like if you if you're a male gospel singer, you can get a deal quick. Now nah, the put on is real. You you can get you can you can get put on quick, and you have to even sing. You just be just do the. You could just give the girls a little jo- uh, Jonathan McReynolds. <laughs> Adlers and happy women back or something like men can do that all the time. Does that happen in women? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of women gospel singers, and it's just like I feel like women gospel singers. It's like is there like a woman version of Jonathan McReynolds or like or like Hezekiah Walker? Is like a woman version of that? Um, I feel like only men do that. What like lead the choirs? Um, famously, 
like that. Yeah, I don't think women. I can't think of any women that do. That is mad interesting. Yeah, I can't think of any women that do. That is quite interesting. It is. I've never thought about it, but it, now you've given like, me something there, to think is, about. Is there a woman cook Franklin? There's no woman cook Franklin. Not that I. I mean, the last one I that, ever heard about was on the Clark sister mama. That just be producing and it'd be out. No. And it has a choir. I mean, I'm sure that there's I know, some. I know, I know they have somebody choirs. is, but it's just like who who is it beats me. Couldn't tell you. That's very interesting. That's I've never thought about that, but now we're gonna have to do our Google or our Google. Because if, if a woman's singer, they have to be like the one that's like is usually a solo mm-hmm. or a group. Mm-hmm. But like that is usually part of the. It's like it's never like the lead person. Yeah. I don't know if that plays into like how they um interpret the Bible in general. Yeah. Don't worry, I said strong. What? <laughs> I'm not sure it plays into like they interpret the Bible, so like they feel like women shouldn't do that, or like I, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know, I don't know either. I'll because be like that, that's a quite interesting. Because I mean, it's not like choir directors in church aren't women. Correct. Like, we go to all of us go to churches where there's a there's a choir director that's a woman or have been at least. So it's not like that's weird. The woman, I guess. woman could be a soloist, but I don't know how much how many t- like. But are there? There's not a lot of women ministers of music though. That's interesting. That's that's I've never given that much thought, but you're There's right. There's not a lot of women ministers of music, and that's not, I don't think I've ever been to a church where the woman was a, where the minister of music was a woman. Every it's, it's not a lot. Every place I've ever been, it's been a man. That is interesting. That's interesting. We got to do some. We got to do a deep dive <laughs> on that. I don't even know where you pulled that from, but we got to do a deep dive that on is that one. Interesting. Yeah, we might talk about that next week. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Is interesting. Yeah, I got to spend. I got to spend a week doing my research. <laughs> my researches because I've never. I've never thought about that. But like when you talk about like Donald Lawrence and Kirk Franklin and like. Um, Ricky Dillard and all these other people that be leading the whole choirs, it always be they always be men. I've never thought about it, but it always be men. Every time. Every time. I'm like, ooh, okay, that's interesting. Um <laughs> uh moving on from the churchy stuff. Um okay. go ahead. Yeah, we'll we'll they'll definitely come back to that. Um so <laughs> coming to America too is on the way, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, uh, it seems like met most, if not all, of the original cast members are on board, including James Earl Jones, which he's just a national treasure. We have to keep him lifted up. Um, but This, this is an uh, Eddie Murphy movie we can, we, we can get behind. Yes, this is an Eddie Murphy movie we can get behind. <laughs> I don't want to see no more Norbits. No, I don't want to see none of, none of that foolishness from Eddie. Give us, give us quality material, okay? I wonder if they're going to talk about Wakanda. I can't. If they talk about Wakanda in this movie, like I'm just leaving. I'm leaving. I'm like, leaving. Yeah. I can't. I just can't, and I won't. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm sure it probably won't come out till like 2021. So prayerfully, I'm alive and can go see it. Yeah, but cause, cause those I'm excited were, about it. Those those two places were always the the the, the ideal, I guess. African places that people always <laughs> try to go back to mm-hmm. that weren't too, 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 too fictional. Um, two fictional black people places. <laughs> Maybe it was like, well, I, I guess three if you include Hillman. Well, I mean, some of y'all went to Hillman in real life, <laughs> like you, Hampton. Yes, because Hillman was based on Hampton. Yes, it was. So you did. You did go to the real life Hillman. Look yes. at you. That's right. You're living every young black person's dream. Um, yeah, so let's see. What else do we have on the docket? What's on the docket? What's on the docket? What's on the docket, docket, docket? All right, so moving on to this weekend random. Um, so in case you've been living under a rock for the last, I don't know, week and a half, Popeyes has released uh, a chicken sandwich, and the girls are going nuts. Yeah. Um. Apparently, 
about $23 million worth of promotion has taken place on the socials as a result of people talking about this chicken sandwich, yeah. posting videos of Popeyes them trying it. saved mad money. Yeah, Popeye's has saved a bag um, fooling with people just, talking and, about and this just, chicken sandwich. And just got money. And just and just got money. Um, the lines to go get these sandwiches is like literally like for blocks like down the corner, uh, down the street, around the corner. Like it's been insane. You would think people have never eaten chicken sandwiches before. Yeah. You would think people have never eaten Popeye's chicken before. I mean, it's literally Popeye's chicken on a piece of bread. Like I want to try it just because I want to get this. Like I I want to understand these videos I'm seeing of like the people being like, oh, throw Chick Fil A away. It's over. It's canceled. They're done. Popeye's chicken sandwich is where it's at. But I'm like, I, I want to try it out just to see. But I'm like, I'm also not sitting in a line in a car for thirty minutes to get a chicken sandwich. Like I'm not. I was, um, I'm not gonna do that. Did you see the meme of the old lady with her head down because she's made like? Yes, yo, I saw I that. I was dying. She was like, she had like three hundred chicken sandwiches. She's like, yo, I'm not making another chicken sandwich. I'm not. Like, first of all, <laughs> if you talk to her about chicken, she's gonna fight you. First, first of all, you gonna stop playing you saw the with meme that lady name. We had her next to next to um. Michael Jordan and say who who worked harder. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did see that one. It was oh like, who got that? Michael Jordan was like, I think Michael jo- Michael Jordan when he um he dropped thirty eight points when he had, was when, he, when he had the flu or something flu. like that. He was like, well, who worked harder? That that lady that, making that the lady, bad chicken that sandwiches. That lady worked harder. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, y'all that can lady say that. whatever y'all want. <laughs> that, lady that, that lady with the chicken sandwiches, she the one that did it. She the one that worked. That lady worked harder. She did because <laughs> she she was, she was like. She was booked and busy. She was like, yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done, as a matter of fact. I saw a picture. I don't know if any of y'all saw it. This picture is a picture of Michael Jackson when Michael Jackson was black and a picture when Michael Jackson had got white. And um, the Popeye's logo is underneath the picture of Michael Jackson when he had an afro. And then the Chick-fil-A logo is on the picture when Michael Jackson um, transitioned to um, wearing the straight wigs and the nose jobs and the paler skin. So um, I saw that and got a good cackle because things like that are funny to me and I'm petty and I obviously need to work on doing better in life. Um, But the uproar over these sandwiches is hilarious to me. It's nuts. Like, I don't even know, like, what to think of of all of it. Like, it's, like, genuinely surprising to me how, like, nuts people are going over these... uh, over this chicken sandwich. It's just absolute insanity to me. So Also, the people who are saying, Y'all out here buying chicken sandwiches, why don't you invest more into the community? Y'all just don't like fun. Right. I'm like, <laughs> like can, 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 we can, can make each other rich if we did like uh, can, can we just be fun for a second? Is that is that okay? First of all, can, you y'all will support Popeyes, but you won't support your friend's business. Unless my friend is making chicken sandwiches like Popeyes, what are we talking about, sis? I, I just can we What's just, this conversation about? Can can people just be fun for a second without thinking about everything else? Is that right? Possible? Like can, can we, it, can like can does can everything just, has to be a deep social justice? Can, like, it, can we just be fun? Right. Like, if people want to go sit in a car online and wait for a chicken sandwich, that's their business. Business. Like let's stay business. Let people have fun for a second. Just, yeah, like just for a second. For a second. Like everything <laughs> don't have to be like we on ten on militant every second of every day. Like it's just it's not that serious. If you're not interested in getting the sandwich in that school, don't get the sandwich. I'm not gonna be mad. It's I'm fine. But you don't you don't have to try to like belittle or 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 make somebody else feel like because they're doing it that you know you're better than them somehow. Like oh. 
Find something to do, sis. Yeah, it's just a lot. A lot. Um, speaking of social media, um, you girls and these Instagram chain letters that y'all was copying and pasting all week, stop it, okay? Stop Wait, it. what happened? So, on Instagram, <laughs> what? What you, you know how on Facebook, like, people will periodically come around and be like, Please, this dear Facebook, this message serves as notice that you cannot use my likeness for anything. I'm not giving Facebook permission. So it was running around on Instagram and people were copying and pasting this. Like, make sure you post this tonight because tomorrow Instagram is going to. I said no. And the fact that I, it was millennials, like people who have grown up with technology. It wasn't the old folks that I have on Facebook. No shade to the old folks. Because they be the old folks now. But they but like millennials be the old folks now. Why were people sharing that like that? <laughs> I said, first of all, I'm pretty sure in that terms of agreement, terms and agreements that you don't read when you sign up for Instagram, they told you that they own the photos that you put up yeah. in some way or in some way, shape or form. I'm sure that they've told you that. So I don't understand this, this, this chain letter stuff that y'all was passing around on my Internet. So if y'all don't stop, like I judged so many people this week for sharing that. I said, yo, you went to college? And took like critical thinking, like skills courses in this. Like I understand this. That, this seems logical to you. Sis? I understand when the older people be oh, sending these stupid messages, like foolish messages on um on Facebook. Right, they don't be knowing better. I, I get it. And if you're listening, I'm sorry, but it, it right. is a foolish message. But you're <laughs> but 35. <laughs> what are you doing? Get get off my line. Stop playing with me. Stop these games. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it now. You look crazy. I'm embarrassed for you. Please don't do this anymore. I didn't have time. Um, the other thing that has been setting uh, social media abuzz this week, um, Normani um, from Fifth Fifth Harmony. That's, I was about to say Fifth Element, but that's a movie. That's not the girl group. Um, Fifth Harmony, um, the black one, in case people were wondering. Um, she has been embarking on a solo career. She put out a video and a song this week called Motivation. And I just wanted to highlight it because it reminded me of like, when I was in like middle school, high school age, and they used to like really like focus on videos and put videos on on TRL and uh, 106 and Park and all those avenues. And the video, like she's first of all, that girl dances. Okay, I didn't know she was such a good dancer. She also sings well. She's gorgeous, and the song is just super catchy and cute. And it reminded me of um, back when we were. Uh, when we were young, when our generation was younger, and we were able to see. Um, artists like moving around like i feel like artists put videos out now but they don't really be doing nothing but standing around in clothes so it was nice to see a video where like the girl was like actually dancing and getting into um what she was doing so the video is great it kind of broke the internet people were like oh let me find out normani is serving like this yes normani is serving like that so it was really really um really cute kudos to her i hope her career continues to soar um because she's actually very talented in my opinion but you know and you know how it go when you when you really talented in this in this uh, industry, you can either really go someplace or you can just kind of be relegated to kind of the background and that that's garbage. So you know, kudos to the good sis Normani. I loved it. Um, and the other thing that I kind of wanted to touch on today. Um, so we talked last week about black capitalism and Jay Z, and you know the internet is still celebrating slash dragging him at the same time, depending on who you follow, what you read, whatever the case is. Um, So part of what had come out about the whole conversation with Jay-Z, two things that I wanted to highlight. One was 
part of the deal that Jay-Z got with the NFL was linked to him potentially being a part owner of an NFL team. Um, It's come out that that report was incorrect and no one seems to know where it came from. Um, My whole thing about it, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, if he was going to be part owner in an NFL team, why would he not have led with that? Um, Two, even if he's part owner in in an NFL team, I can't imagine that Jay-Z is going to have that much of a stake in the team that he'd be able to have a say in hiring decisions. Because people was like, well, maybe he's going to get a team and bring Kaepernick back. I said, based on what? Like, even on that vein. Based on what? Like, if because one of the reports I read said something was like he was getting a 5% stake. I said 5% stake don't mean nothing. He he has ownership. Like, shoot, the Williams sisters have, like, a, a small stake in the Miami Dolphins. I'm pretty sure they're not making higher-end decisions. Yeah. So. And, and what I actually um, heard um, is that all most of the teams, except for four, are family-owned anyway. Right. There's only, like, four that aren't family-owned. Yeah, it's true. So, so, only, so it could only be between those four, number one. Uh-huh. Um, and most likely, it would have, on, on one would have been with Miami Dolphins in the uh-huh. first place. That's number number two. Uh-huh. Number three, most of them like are like um, they have to vote. To, it's not like the NBA where you can kind of like just pay into doing it. Uh-huh. All like they have to vote and agree. Right. And a lot of them, like I've seen, like they have like judgment, like oh, we don't want that drug dealer who who got a misdemeanor to be a part of it anyway. So like. Right. So they're going to be judgment anyway. So like, it's a lot of factors behind that in the first place. Right. Yeah, I I felt like it was it was kind of interesting the the theory. I was like, it it sound it it made the deal of him getting in bed with the NFL sound better. It made it sound more palatable because people was like, yeah, you know, he about to get in on the team, so he playing chess, not checkers. I'm like, all right, you chess not checkers um, individuals are killing me because none of you know how to play chess. First of all, um, but whatever. <laughs> Um, then, or checkers for that matter, then, um, the, the fact that it came out that he wasn't even on the radar for doing that, I was just kind of like, so what's your argument now? Like, what's, 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 what's the tea here? Then the other, um, the other piece of news that came out was apparently like Jermaine Dupree was allegedly offered a similar deal and Jay-Z apparently called him and told him not to take the deal. Where Jermaine Dupree said, me and Jay-Z never had a conversation about that. That report is not true. And the deal that they were offering me was not similar in all at all to what they're offering or what they've done with Jay-Z. Like J.D. said the deal that they offered him was like to do stuff like in the Atlanta area, like leading up to Super Bowl. No, no. Like, not to be... No, no. This, this is what happened. They gave him the, they they offered him the five percent deal, but what happened was that was around who Jay Z, J D, J D, Jermaine Dupree. Just J- in case J- people J- don't J- know J- who J- 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 Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree. So what happened was, that was in the midst of, during the Super Bowl when everybody was upset with the Super Bowl, NFL, he was trying to like NFL five percent of what exactly? I don't remember what exactly what okay. it was. But I do remember that um, they were trying to. He was using the NFL to like put like concerts in that weren't at Super Bowl, but just in the city On of Atlanta. Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, or Super yeah, Bowl Super Bowl weekend. weekend. To like, and he's and his his vision was to like for people who can't go to Super Bowl and watch the concerts. I'm put on some concerts around the around the area. Mm-hmm. All right, and he said he was go, he was trying to like put 
together a lot of artists who people don't usually see on mm-hmm. there. It wasn't like pop artists, pop artists you usually don't see mm-hmm. out there. People dragged them. Okay. Like crazy. Because uh-huh. people were saying, you're in bed with the NFL. Right. Everything like that. And, he, and in his mind, he was like, he was just trying to help out, but people would drag them. Right. He said, like, he had, like, um, like parents of people who were shot by police came and had a conversation with him. Right. And everything that. And then he said, Jay-Z spoke to him, but he was just saying, like, hey, I see what you're going through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just talking about that. He was back on the deal, nothing like that. He was just talking about, right. I see what you're going through, and you know my stance on how, how everything, because of the concerts it had mm-hmm. nothing to do with the deal or anything uh-huh. and um so he backed out because of all the backlash right that he was getting, he was getting from from at that point right um somehow a uh, someone who, on a podcast is a person who who said it. it was some random other guy on the podcast who i guess who knows jd and when jd i guess all jd said told him was that jay-z called me mm-hmm. he didn't see it about the deal or anything he said right. he spoke to him and then mm-hmm. that just took off that's where it took off from okay he just took off from there so it was never jay-z never called out the deal so everybody kept saying that that never happened right and my whole thing is the the, the fact of the matter is the only people that know the details of that deal are jay-z the nfl and the lawyers for both parties maybe beyonce know the tea or rock nation Rock well, well, Rock Nation, yeah. But, like, beyond that, the the circle of people who actually know what happened in that thing um, is very small. And uh, I'm fairly sure that Sean ain't about to tell us nothing else about it. So, you know, we can speculate all we want, but, like, we're never... we're Not we're never going to know, but... We'll know until something happens. We won't know anything till something happens. I still stand by my statement that the optics look crazy. Yeah. And that, um, you know, it casts Jay-Z in a, in a questionable light. Um but uh, I don't. I, again, like I said last week, I don't have the feeling that Jay Z is somebody that owes me as an individual or black people in general anything. So I'm just sort of like, well, whatever, homie. Um, do you live your best life? Um, the other thing that came up this week with regards to that that was interesting. Um, Dame Dash was on some interview somewhere, and you know Jay and Dame aren't necessarily um, for for many reasons. For many reasons, they aren't necessarily like friends or on speaking terms or whatever the case is. But basically, um, uh, what's his face? Dame Dash said, "You know, Jay Z ain't ish. Everybody knows he ain't ish. Um, if you talk to anybody in the industry, like people will tell you straight up, he he ain't ish." He is uh, 100% um, about the bag and 100% um, a self-preservationist. And he was like, you know, the reason he's able to get away with being like that, I guess, is because of, you know, the fact that he has a powerhouse of his wife next to him. And so that that kind of gives him a pass in some ways to, like, do certain things uh, without being heavily critiqued, which I do sort of see the point in because the beehive is nuts if you are on the internet and you follow beyonce's beehive they'll drag you to the death like they'll stalk you they're crazy they so do I, I but, feel but like not Jay's, for jay-z Jay, well they have not for jay-z. well here's the thing the beehive in general is kind of like hum jay-z but they will stand up for and stand for him if they feel like somebody's trying to drag her into whatever he's got going on for Beyonce for Beyonce. But like, you know, they're, 
I, I get what Jay, um, um, Dame Dash was trying to say in terms of, you know, Beyonce does provide a certain uh, buffer to Jay-Z that he would not otherwise have had had it just been him. Like, like the way, like what Joe Budden was saying about getting a girlfriend or getting you a woman can change your whole, your whole vibe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I, I, got, I, got I think, that. I think Beyonce has in many ways done that for Jay Z and his whole image. But anyway, but what 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 I, what I will say is, um, I think it's I think it's still partly true mm-hmm. what he's saying, um, but I also understand that relationship is very strained. Right. I also understand like. Like, and and like, my, don't my, get me my, wrong, I'm my, not dismissing because people are like, "Oh, Dame Dash is just a hater." Da, 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 da. I, like I, those I, dudes I, I, were I, I, like legitimate real friends. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, for I don't, years. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's 100 false or true. Right. Like I, I, I mean, false I, or yeah. yeah, true or false. Yeah, true or false. Like I do believe that Dame Dash has his opinions and feelings about Jay Z based on his personal experiences with him, and the the only people that can really speak to that are them two and people who were like intimately involved in their like friendship from the jump. So like I I, I won't say that oh Dame Dash is a hater, he don't know what he's talking about. He I don't know Jay Z. I've never met that man in my life. I don't know anything about him. So I'm I'm not gonna sit up here and say, oh Dame Dash is saying something crazy. And I mean I think the thing with Dame Dash is Dame Dash has kept the same energy talking about Jay Z for the last couple of years. Like he said, yo, he's he's trash. He's an opportunist. He's this. He's that. He said it. But what what I will say is this: there's what where I saw, I guess, the break between Jay and Dane was was like it was around the time. It was probably before this, but like I think it started At that w- summer jam in, uh, that summer jam post stage interview. <laughs> I think it started when um, Jay Z went on vacation and he came back and Kim was exact mm-hmm. for rock and he's like, but. What's happening? Right, because like they they like each other, so I think like that kind of it might might not been the start. It might Mm -hmm. something else happened happened before, but that was like a big piece of it. And then like and then I think Jay was like, all right, let me let me plan my escape. Mm -hmm. And then he became Dame's boss in Def Jam, Mm -hmm. and then got got his masters, Mm -hmm. reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. And that became a big thing because because Dame feels like he was a big part of Reasonable Doubt, mm-hmm. but he gets no royalties from there now because oh. Jay Z owns his own masters, his own masters with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that 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 was a big thing also. I think I think because I think what um I think th- th- the deal that Jay Z had from like everything from that point on was like gives me Reasonable Doubt. You could take everything else. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I get all the masters from Reasonable Doubt. Y'all can have everything else. Like you got the masses for everything else, but mm-hmm. like give me reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. That's mine. Okay. And I think they might have said no, mm-hmm. and that's when he became Def Jam. He was like, all right, let me just, let me just take the whole thing and do it that way. Okay. So he just took everything. Okay. I think that's kind of what happened. Oh, I, so, I didn't so, know that. So, so I think that that's part of the conversation. So I think that kind of like spoiled spoiled the whole. Okay. And I mean, I, cause, cause I remember. I cause I I remember. It might have been that interview or a different interview where Dane was saying, "I still never got, I haven't gotten the royalties from Reason Without for ten years," mm. and he said he said that. 
Okay. So he, I know he's upset about that. Right. Because he felt he was a big part of it. Right. Like, I, 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 I kind of take what Dame says with a grain of salt. Like, I don't know what the story, whatever, whatever. Um, I still stand by the statement and the idea, though, that Jay-Z looks mad sus. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking about the NFL, yes. Yes. It yes. looks The whole thing still looks mad sus. And none of the stories that are coming out and claims that are being refuted or anything like that don't make it look ne- like nothing has come out that has made me feel like Jay-Z looks redeemed now. Like it still looks nuts. It yeah. still looks super questionable. So, um, well, you know. well, like I said, we'll see when, um, uh, something happens and what, how that plays out. Yeah. But it still looks a little, a little nutty. Just Word. a little bit. Um, so yeah, that was basically all I had on that. Like I again, I don't feel like I get why people are so like obsessed and like upset about what that adult man is doing. He don't owe us nothing. That's my personal feeling. But I will say, bro, you look crazy. Um fix it. Like I know that you and your wife don't really like to do a lot with like PR and talking and stuff, but maybe y'all should think about it in this case cuz I think I think you need to explain what you're doing like i said you don't owe us anything but at the same time it's like you're put it you put it you came on and you put out this 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 video you let this video come out with you sitting in the room with these folks and it just it it looks wild it don't look right so i feel like you need to say or do something to get people to understand what you're doing and get them back on board with what you're trying to do so that's that's my that's my hot take on on sean um, do we have anything else? Anything else? Anything else? No? No? All right, let's move on to our tea tips. Tea tips. Okay, that tea is 100% enough. Tea <sighs> <laughs> You don't have to be like this. A uh, big thing I want to talk about today is just um, email marketing. Uh, email marketing is another step. It's not. It's not something you could do by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to still do um, promotion other ways. But email marketing should still be done. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses specifically check their emails mm-hmm. more than, um, of course, regular residents, mm-hmm. <laughs> regular um, customers. So mm-hmm. it's good when sending out emails to businesses just to use your email marketing. There's a lot of different ways to creatively create emails with visuals. Um, Constant Contact has a lot of good ways to do that. That's like a platform, Constant yeah, Contact? Yeah, Constant Contact is a good way to use that. So find find different ways to send your information out. Um, it's send out information on events, send information out on just deals. Um, it's good to just use that information. Like find different ways to send emails out to businesses. Like I said, I'm not talking about just to everybody. It's good to have to create a list of um, people because some people do check their, check the email often, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's more effective when sending information out to businesses. That's why you always want to create these partnerships with businesses, figure out who they are, and go from there. Another um, service that you can use outside of um, Constant Contact is something called Mailchimp. I've Mailchimp, heard of that. Mailchimp is good too. I um, think I've used, we use that. We, we do work. use Mailchimp. We use Mailchimp with um, the podcast also. We do. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. I learned something new today. <laughs> but, um, I didn't even know that. But um, like, it's good to um send information out and to like 
to create a list. Um, always try to find different ways to cre- to collect emails on that list and everything. But it's it's good and effective way. So don't don't dismiss mailing um, emailing things out, especially with businesses. Word email is still popping after all these years. Word 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 word. All right. Um. Anything else? Um, on I think the agenda. We are, we are good. We are good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for episode 19 of the All Love No Fear podcast. Until next time, peace, love, soul, and hair grease. No? Hair grease? Great. No, hair grease is garbage. Don't put that in your hair. Use oils and stuff. Use like coconut oil and Oils and stuff. Awesome. I'm just trying to help people with their hair care, and you just are not supporting. We'll we'll move on. All right. (laughs) We'll we'll catch you next week on episode 20. Episode 20. Ow, ow, ow. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Check us out. It's the All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey.